Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I am excited to be with you today and to share a little bit of information. A big question that uh, I have to pose for everybody today, and that is, uh, could my uh, personal care products, um, my personal care products, skincare products, et cetera, be contributing to my weight gain? And today we're going to answer that question. Uh, we're doing a little little series, if you will, on uh, weight management. Uh, one of my favorite topics, just trying to help people manage their weight and be as healthy as they possibly can be. And one of the things that came to my attention uh, many, many, many years ago, gosh, it's probably been maybe even between 15 and 20 years ago, was this whole concept of what I call toxin awareness. And it was basically um, this understanding. I started reading some research and realizing that there were a lot of compounds in our environment uh, through a variety of, of um, you know, products that we use, et cetera. We'll go into that in a minute. Uh, but basically, a variety of products that, that would contribute um, to um, poor health. And specifically, um, they would contribute to poor health um, because they were endocrine disruptors. And so one of the things that I realized as I read a lot of the research was that there were these chemicals that would be absorbed into the body or that possibly we would consume as humans uh, and even fish would be exposed to. And that basically those chemicals then would become endocrine disruptors uh, leading to issues with infertility, leading to issues with lower sperm counts, uh, all of those sorts of things, which obviously you know, is very, very damaging when you look at you know, the big picture. Uh, but we also came to find out that a lot of those chemicals uh, actually were were contributing to weight gain as well. Uh, many of them fall into a class that we call obesogens, and uh, this is going to be kind of a part one, part two. So you're going to definitely want to plug in next week to hear a little bit more about obesogens and more specific specifically what chemicals would fall into that category and where are those exposures. Uh, but today we're going to focus primarily on this whole toxin awareness thing. And so one of the things that I realized um, with this uh, you know, research that I was reading, one, um, the, there was a study that was done on teenage girls and they were looking at um, teenage girls who uh, used makeup on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And one of the things that they found was that there were levels of these chemicals that were that would be in the makeup, um, in the levels of chemicals in their blood, in their urine. So researchers tested their blood, tested their urine, and found these alarmingly high levels of chemicals. And the um, endocrinologists who were doing the study basically said, this is a problem because for most women, these chemicals uh, are endocrine disruptors and they're actually going to end up in the ovaries, in the testes, and will absolutely contribute to infertility. Another study that I looked at was, was one that had to do with um, fish, smallmouth bath, bass fish, sorry, in the Potomac River. And, and basically what the scientists were, were looking at was the fact that these fish were male fish who actually had the ability to produce eggs, uh, and uh, which is a male, which is a female fish function, and so they were male fish that were being feminized, 
And the researchers concluded that it was because of the chemicals, uh, the feminizing chemicals that were actually being dumped into the river uh, via uh, birth control pills, uh, you know, pretty much anything that we consume as humans uh, on a regular basis, you know, that's going to make its way out uh, into waterways, et cetera. And when you look at water systems in the U.S., water systems were designed to uh, filter out bacteria, things that are going to make you sick. Uh, the systems are really not designed to filter out chemicals uh, or pharmaceuticals. And so we basically have a high level of pharmaceuticals uh, making it, their way into the water system and then, again, having an impact on these fish. And so, you know, when you look at that, I can remember 15 years ago thinking, oh my gosh, this is horrible. This is absolutely terrible. You know, during that time, we were really kind of keying in on the fact that autism rates were just skyrocketing in the U.S. and so many other things. And so it became important to look at the environment and to see, you know, what what are our exposures? What are we doing? What, what can we possibly do to reverse this, um, to make a change? And so I know at that point in time, it was probably more like 20 years ago. So as a young mom uh, at that point, I can remember thinking, oh my goodness, you know, here I, I have been using products uh, that um, I thought were okay. I mean, I, I did a lot of training in dermatology offices as a physician. And so I thought these products were okay. But what I realized was that um, they had a high level of toxicity uh, in them. A lot of chemicals, uh, many of those products have been pulled off the market at this point. But but those chemicals, you know, you basically put that on your child's skin, uh, a baby's skin or a young child's skin is is much more um, it, it's just a lot easier to get uh, chemicals into their body through the skin than it, than that would be for an adult, for example. Uh, even though as adults, you know, we do use plenty of uh, medications that that are delivered through transdermal route, uh, things like blood pressure medicines, um, you know, nitroglycerin, uh, birth control medications, uh, pain medications, uh, you know, you name it. There are there are ways to get that product into your body uh, via the skin. Then you stop and you think about a child, you know, a baby or a, a young child the skin is, is, it's so much easier for things to pass through. And so here they are, you know, using products that, that were marketed for children, but yet had this super high toxicity level. So has that contributed today, not only to infertility, but has it also contributed to some of the obesity problem that we see? And um, what some of the studies are saying is that, you know, yes, um, the, 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 these toxic chemicals do contribute. Many of them are, again, fall into this category that we call obesogens. Uh, I believe that, that many times when a toxin enters into a cell, you know, your body is resilient and it's going to try to figure out a way to protect itself. One of the ways that it does that is it will, will take toxins, et cetera, into, inside of a fat cell, for example. Okay, so a toxin gets into a fat cell, and then the next thing you know, that fat cell is inflamed. It's inflamed. The body might even try to pull water inside of that fat cell to try to dilute that toxin out, uh, that sort of thing. And so what can happen is, you know, you can end up with, with fat cells that, uh, you know, kind of become tender. So, so fat shouldn't really hurt. 
Okay. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of nerve endings. It should not be painful. Yet we have this whole group of people out there who've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And anybody who has fibromyalgia will tell you that it hurts along the back of their arms. It hurts if somebody hugs them. And it is basically, in a sense, their fat that is hurting. And so, you know, in looking at this, it, it became, you know, very, very um, uh, obvious to me that number one, we need to clean up, you know, personal care products, especially personal care products that we're using on our children, uh, because it is contributing to the obesity problem. Uh, it's also contributing to the toxicity problem, to the endocrine disruptors. When I say endocrine disruptor, what I mean when, when we talk about the endocrine system, uh, we are talking about things like ovaries, uh, the reproductive system. We're talking about things like the thyroid, um, you know, the pituitary. Those are endocrine or, uh, organs, uh, the adrenal glands, uh, and even the pancreas. Those are all endocrine organs. And so endocrine disruptors mess those systems up so that we're not functioning the way that we should. And of course, whenever you start messing with hormones, the endocrine system, you're going to have weight issues as a result. You're going to see weight gain. You're going to see insulin resistance, all of those things. And today, the statistic in the U.S. is that 20% of children in the U.S. are obese, 20% of children in the United States have an obesity problem. So that is one out of five. That's huge. We really need to be looking at that and saying we need to do everything we possibly can to correct that, to remedy that, to make a change there. Um, and then shockingly, in the adult population in the U.S., 42% of adults in the U.S. are obese. And uh, again, so that's nearly half of us are not just overweight. I'm not talking about, you know, 10 pounds overweight here. I'm talking about obese. You know, that's another category. And when you look at that, you know, again, this, uh, the obesity is, it is an epidemic and it is causing so many problems within the healthcare system. When you look at these astronomical rates of, you know, heart disease, of diabetes, of hypertension, of high cholesterol, of cancers, et cetera, all of that, okay, like the number one thing that we could do to help, uh, you know, manage healthcare, the number one thing, the thing that could have the biggest impact would be weight management, getting our weight under control with a healthy BMI um, uh, and, and, and basically, you know, looking at everything uh, that we do and, and knowing that even something as small as changing our personal care products, going for a clean brand, you know, partner with a clean brand. That's what I did 20 years ago. I found a brand that I thought, oh my gosh, this uh, is fantastic. You know, they've got a transparent ingredient policy. They don't allow all these harsh chemicals, all these things. This is what I'm going to use on my children. And I made that decision, committed to it, and continued with that because I knew that in the long run, it was going to be healthier for them, not just from the standpoint of obesity, not just from the standpoint of endocrine disruptors, but even from the standpoint of cognitive development and just knowing that, you know, that I wanted my children to have the very best, um, you know, possible, um, you know, just environment uh, in which to to grow and develop cognitively, uh, to be able to 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 you know be the best the best version of themselves that they could possibly be, 
And this comes into that. It absolutely makes a difference there. So next week, um, we are going to talk about obesogens specifically. We're going to talk about obesogens and how that contributes to insulin resistance. Uh, if you did not get to listen to last week's episode, uh, I talked about uh, insulin resistance and specifically how insulin resistance will contribute to weight gain. So uh, I hope that you found this helpful. Uh, definitely worth uh, taking your time to research a good brand, a clean brand, and to uh, you know jump on that bandwagon, make a change, especially with you know the holiday season uh, is near and people are going to be out there. They're going to be buying personal care products, gifting personal care products, that sort of thing. And, you know, what a great time to look at, you know, doing something healthy uh, and clean. Even, you know, when I think about, um, you know, the candles that I use, you know, I want soy based. I want, you know, cotton wicks. I don't want to be putting lead in the environment. So even things like that make a difference. It's a small thing, uh, but it adds up to, you know, big changes over time. And, you know, we all want to be, you know, as clean and as healthy as we possibly can be. So thanks so much for joining me. I hope you'll plug in next week and learn more about obesogens. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.